Let me tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to break down the Elon Musk Twitter deal. I'm not going to tell you how much he's paying. I'm not going to tell you the stock. I'm not going to tell you that he's going to take it private. None of that stuff. What today's episode of The Dima Show is going to focus on is freedom. This is The Dima Show. Dima Show. A unique perspective on entrepreneurship, real estate, business, finance, politics, and current events with a big dose of common sense. Warning. Warning. If you're easily offended, this is not the podcast for you. Listen at your own risk. If you notice in my channel art up above on my YouTube channel or in the podcast, it says finance, freedom, and fun. Let me tell you why freedom is so important to me and my family. My family came here from the former Soviet Union in the late 1970s, early 80s for freedom. You guessed it, guys. And they came here to have the freedom that we all take for granted here in the United States. Maybe not over the last couple of years. And over the last couple of years, maybe it was happening before, but I'll tell you that I didn't feel it before. But over the last couple of years, I really felt like the freedoms that we all enjoy and like I said, that we all take for granted have all started to slowly become eroded from freedom of speech to freedom of expression to freedom of assembly. Unless you really agreed with the narrative that was being pushed by the mainstream media, by big tech, by corporations, and all of these other things, people were shunned, people were canceled, people were called all kinds of names, their accounts were banned, they were deplatformed, and all of this other stuff. They were made to feel bad. If you're a kid of someone who didn't agree with the narrative, you had all kinds of problems at school. And guys, all of that is very, very un-American to me. And so it has been for me, I will tell you, a pretty unfortunate and I'll say a pretty sad time over the last couple of years. For some reason, if you didn't agree with everything that everyone was saying, all of a sudden, like I said, um, you were shunned, you were canceled, uh, you were made fun of, you were, you said that you were, it was said that you were radicalized and right wing and all of this crazy stuff that just a couple years back was pretty normal. It was always normal to question what the government said. It was always normal to question big pharma and the drugs that were coming out and what the doctors were saying and what science was saying. But all of a sudden, it wasn't so. All of a sudden, we were living in an Orwellian 1984 time where whether it's on social media or in school or with your friends or wherever it was, all of this stuff became taboo. And I think that that was just a crazy couple of years. I think, my friends, that we will look back on this time and we will actually say, man, what the hell were those people thinking for those couple of years? And I'm not going to talk about the specifics. This is not about masks. This is not about the pandemic. This is not about anything in particular. It's about the totality of the circumstances. And the crazy part to me is I'll always remember when my grandmother was alive, uh, my dad's mom, Bella, I used to meet with her and, and, and have fun and hang out with her and all these kinds of things. And she was a teenager when the Holocaust happened. And I used to ask her, and don't go crazy on me and don't say, oh, you can't compare anything to the Holocaust. I can. Um, and I used to ask her, you know, Grandma, how could that have happened? Like, how could people have become so nutty on their neighbors? How could people have become, you know, in such a way that, you know, they allowed that to happen? And she always told me the same thing. She always said, Dima, it happened slowly. And then it happened quickly. We were always told, just do this one thing. 
two weeks to slow the spread, and it'll all be over. And that is what I have felt like has happened over the last couple of years. I love the quote, may we live in interesting times, but maybe not as interesting as we've had over the last couple of years. And now, of course, my friends, here comes our savior, <laughs> our, uh, our knight in shining armor, um, the guy that's going to rescue us all, and that is Elon Musk. And let me tell you why I feel that this event of Elon Musk buying Twitter is so extremely significant. You know, for such a long time here, big tech has really been the arbiter of free speech. That is what they have become. They have become, instead of what they set out to become, which is the public platform of free speech, of discourse, of debate, and all these other things, what, you know, Twitter, and I'm lumping everything together because to me, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, mainstream media, and all of these outlets and everything that, that's happening, the, you know, the doctors, the science, Fauci, all this stuff, what, what all of those people became was really the same thing. And, and that is a push for one narrative, one conclusion for everyone, one outcome, without any debate, without any discourse, without anyone holding them and holding their feet to the fire and taking them to task on what they were doing and what they were saying. And I'm not saying that everything that they said was wrong, but what I'm saying is there needs to be in our country a place for people to discuss these things. That's all. And that was shut down. That was limited. Let's take the Hunter Biden laptop story for a second. Whether it's true, not true, it doesn't matter. The point is that we were in the middle of a presidential election and a very significant story about one of the candidates was suppressed. Not about one of the candidate's sons, but about the candidate because he was very involved in that. And I'm talking about President Brandon, I mean President Biden, of course, right? He was very involved in that situation. And and Twitter said, we're not going to let that story out, right? And so clearly that had an impact on people's votes. Whether that would have changed the election, I don't know. I'm not here to say, and that's not really the point. But the point is that we need our social media to be what it was designed to be, which is just a public platform. Hey, if it's legal, you should be allowed to say it. They are not the ones that should be the arbiters of what is said. They should not be the ones that are moderating content and saying, well, this content is good and that content is bad because this person's offended. Hey, if you're offended, that's your deal, right? It should not be a place for anonymous Twitter trolls. It should not be a place for spam, right? And, and that's across all social media. And so what I believe has happened, what I believe Elon Musk has done by buying Twitter is he has set that on a completely different course. And I got to tell you guys, I was very concerned. I mean, I'm still concerned because, you know, listen, this is not the be all and end all. I joke that he's a savior, but that's not that's not going to be the, the end of the day. Um, there may still be things happening. Of course, there's still Facebook, there's still Instagram and all this kind of stuff. But what I'm saying is that this has opened everyone's eyes to what has happened. I believe there's going to be a lot of things that come out about the inner workings of Twitter that are going to shock people, that you are going to be surprised and say, I didn't even think it was as bad as that. And so what this has done is it has really allowed people to see what was going on, hopefully, and it'll change the trajectory of where we're going to something a lot better. Because when we have that public discourse, when we have people arguing, when we have people debating, when we have both sides of the situation that are out front, and then we let the people decide, that is a very good thing. Elon Musk put a tweet out 
yesterday that I, I retweeted on my Twitter, and, and that is that he said that I hope that even my biggest critics will stay on Twitter because that is the definition of free speech. And I find that to be such an interesting thing because in the last couple of years, it's been the exact opposite. If you're a critic, if, you are, um, if you're a dissenter, if you don't believe in the narrative, then we want you gone. We want you canceled. We want you censored. We don't want that. Well, that is not the right approach. This, my friends, is the right approach. What Elon is doing right now, what he is going to do for that platform, and hopefully the others follow suit, is the right approach. Because I agree. I want my biggest critics on there. I want people on there that are presenting the opposing point of view. That is what makes for good, healthy debate. I'm going to boil this back down to a situation locally here. The city where I moved, we have school board elections. And in the most recent school board election, there are two uh, very diametrically opposed candidates. One of the candidates, when I asked a question on her social media, just blocked me from her page. That is not the answer. And I don't know when that became okay that people just said that, well, if I don't agree with you, then you're wrong. If I don't agree with, if you don't agree with me, uh, then you're racist. If you don't agree with me, then you need to be canceled. I mean, that is the wrong approach. It's an un-American approach. And I am so happy and I'm so excited. Can you tell? I'm so excited that hopefully Elon Musk is going to take us down a different path. And I really do hope that people's eyes get open to this, not just the folks on the right side of the aisle, but the folks on the left side of the aisle and everyone in the middle. Because I got to say, guys, most of our country, even though the country has become extremely polarized and with Elon Musk buying Twitter, you're seeing all kinds of people go crazy and saying, I'm going to get off Twitter, which which really makes no sense if you think about it. It's like what you're saying is you are going to get off a platform because they are now going to allow both sides of the conversation. It just makes no sense to me. But anyhow, there are people saying that. And so when you think about it, right, where this is going to now take us is hopefully a place where we can all come back a little bit and agree that at the end of the day, the number one priority, the number one most important thing is that we're all Americans. We might disagree on the way to get somewhere. We might disagree on certain things. But what we need to agree on is our basic foundational principles, one of which is free speech and freedom. Thanks for tuning in to The Dima Show. If you got value from this podcast, do me a favor and share it with someone you know or give me a shout out on your social channels and be sure to tag me so I can thank you. Also, throw in a five-star review wherever you're listening so that the show is shared with more people. I'll catch you on the next episode. Dima out. This has been The Dima Show. All information and content provided is for informational purposes only, and you should not construe any such information or other material as legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. 